Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. This is the Craig Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson experience on VSIN, the sports betting network. And I am no longer alone at the desk because we've got Brad Thomas, who's been joining me all throughout here on the Greg Peterson experience. It's always remotely, but now we get to see his wonderful hair in person if you're watching on vcin.com and brad it is great to have you on thank you thanks for having me listen the hair is impressive and what's more impressive is coming to las vegas because the weather's dry so the hair always stays up like it it always stays perfect i don't have to touch it don't have to do anything to it i absolutely love it and first things first we're going to be diving into some nba we're going to be diving into some epl some golf in this hour and then I'll wrap things up with my DK Nation pick for college basketball on Thursday. But what brought you into town? Because typically when we think of people coming to Las Vegas, we think of the week before slash the week of the Super Bowl, not typically a couple days after. Yeah, I'm here for the uh, FSGA Winter Conference. So that's the Fantasy Sports and Gaming Conference. It's a good opportunity opportunity for me to network, meet a lot of people in the industry, and also do a, a couple of the workshops learn how to build my social profile, how to make better content, and overall be a better uh, content creator in this space. That's awesome, man. That is always important as well, because just taking a look at things, you can have some of the best bets in the world, but if your delivery is as dry as saltine cracker without <laughs> the salt sometimes, it's not necessarily so savory either. It's all about finding that good balance of being able to give some winners and being able to provide some good entertainment. And Brad, you're one of the best of the business at being able to do so, and I know that you just cover a wide variety of sports. One of them is basketball. And what have you 
just made out of these teams that did pick up pieces at the deadline and or a few teams that you're currently stock up slash stock down on, whether that be from a futures perspective or just a game-to-game perspective? Yeah, listen, uh, I think when the Brooklyn Nets made all the changes, I think it's fair to say that everyone kind of counted them out, right? But they brought in a lot of talent. They brought in a lot of really great defenders, a lot of good hustle players. My stock is actually higher on them from a game-to-game perspective. I think there'll be a lot of games where they're going to be maybe a two- or three-point underdog, and they actually went out right. So from a game-to-game betting perspective, I really like what the Brooklyn Nets did. We're no longer going to get Mikel Bridges at 18.5 points after his 45-point explosion. <laughs> I know it will be an up-and-down thing with him sharing a lot of the uh, the possession with Spencer Dinwiddie, but I think that'll be another good prop to look at throughout. For a team that I'm really interested in, and it's not going to be the Phoenix Suns. I'm not going to say that because everyone's talking about the Phoenix Suns, but until they can prove to be healthy and have all the guys be on the court at the same time, I think my stock is actually up on the Clippers. And that's not necessarily because of what happened during the trade deadline. It's because we're actually seeing Kawhi Leonard, Paul George play together. Like, we know what it's like betting on the Clippers. We never know which guy's going to play. And when they play together, they're absolutely phenomenal. I saw a crazy stat that Kawhi Leonard in these last two months has been averaging 28.5 points per game. They have a team that can defend very well. They're top 10 in defensive efficiency. So with a healthy Kawhi, healthy PG, they're one of the teams to beat. And I'm so glad that you bring them up because with regards to these teams that stood relatively pat, that stood relatively pat at the deadline, maybe they picked up a few small pieces like the Bucks picking up a guy like a Jay Crowder, for instance, things like that. How much do you put stock into them rather than a team that does make all those flashy moves at the deadline? Because something I've noticed with all of the recent title winners is that none of them really made that splash move at the deadline. Certainly there are teams that they make sort of these smaller moves like a few years ago with the Milwaukee Bucks. They got rid of Mr. Bledsoe, who clearly was out of fit at the point guard spot for them. They bring in Drew Holiday and that was exactly what they needed. The Raptors obviously had Kawhi Leonard on that one year, but that was a move that was made prior to the season. We really don't see these title winners making these big, splashy moves at the deadline. Yeah, you think about it. Most teams who are are trying to make a title chase, they don't want to have to deal with learning how to relearn their rhythm, uh, become a cohesive unit. I actually am very high on the Bucs. I'm high on Giannis to win MVP. If you think about this Bucs team, what, they're 13-3 and when... Uh, when Giannis, when the big three plays together, Giannis, Holiday, and Chris Middleton, and Giannis is playing at MVP caliber. He does it every season, but this season, it just feels like it's going a little unnoticed. They're second in the NBA in defensive rating. Defense is really huge for a, a metric that I like to talk about in the futures market because we get so, so we fall so in love with really great offensive systems, teams that score a lot of points, but you see there's going to be chunks of the season where if you don't have that defensive efficiency, you're not going to be able to withstand like those bad stretches. Think about the Pelicans, for example, where the Pelicans, they have this flashy offense. They are without Zion, and they have been struggling through injuries, but defensively, they have a lot of issues, which is why they went on that double-digit losing streak. But the Bucks play sound defense. Giannis is playing out of his mind, and Drew Holiday looks like Drew Holiday is ready to win another title. Yeah, Drew Holiday has been the missing piece that the Bucks have needed, and He's been able to do a rock-solid job for them, and I do think that the East is a little bit more cut and dry than the West. Obviously, in the West, you've got a lot of teams that are relatively solid contenders, but there's no one breakaway team. The Phoenix Suns are currently at the top of the odds board, but 
where you're not going to be seeing Kevin Durant play with his teammates until after the All-Star break. You've got a Memphis Grizzlies team that apparently John Morant says that there's absolutely no competition out there. I beg to disagree with our good friend John Morant, but how much did you take a look at the West and the fact that nobody in the West, it feels like, can win on the road? Because I think that in terms of taking a look at the futures market, it's about gauging these teams that are going to be having home court. The one and two seeds, I think, are going to have a big premium on them because nobody has been able to win away from home. Call me crazy, but... If you want to bet on the West, it's there's so much parity in the West. I think your best bet is to bet on the Los Angeles Lakers. I, I, it's They don't play any defense, and so I'm just totally being ignorant to my statement before. But I'm talking about finding value. 25-1 to 1 on the Lakers. The Lakers would probably have to win about 75% of their games to finish out. But the lineup that Ham put out today made me a little bit more of a believer. I was not really impressed with watching Schroeder and Russell play in the same starting lineup together. But when you put Vanderbilt, AD, Beasley, Russell, then LeBron, that team looks like a team that can compete. They're going to win a lot of games. And when they start getting more cohesive and playing together and learning how to play lockdown defense, which Vanderbilt helps, I think they'll be a really good team. It's, it's, it's crazy because it's 25 to one, but it's 25 to one for a reason. Yeah, it's been interesting to take a look at the Lakers because they've been one of my favorite fates all season long. But it's just, it's such an interesting conference in general because I can't remember one being quite as wide open as it was because you can make a case for so many different teams. You were talking about the Clippers a little bit earlier and the Clippers, there's a reason why you're getting a diminished number, but if they're able to stay fully healthy, Tyron Lue is also a very, very good coach as we discovered The Memphis Grizzlies are clearly a team that has quite a bit of talent. You've got the Nuggets who have been the top team in the conference. But I think that taking a look at the futures is just so different than taking a look at game to game because I could see the Warriors being one of those teams that makes another bit of a run when it comes to the playoffs if they're able to get everyone out there and fully healthy. Meanwhile, the Warriors on a night-to-night perspective, I really don't want any part of them whenever they're on the road. Meanwhile, I'm willing to back them at home. Yeah, looking at the Warriors' odds was pretty interesting to me. I, I just don't like the Warriors. They have so much adversity to climb up this the, the standings that I don't want any part of that. But with Steph Curry, when he comes back, Clay Thompson, they, they're Draymond Green, they're going to be the team to beat, one of the hardest teams. You talked about the Denver Nuggets. Let's talk about them for a second because the Denver Nuggets did a very good job of getting more depth at the trade deadline. Adding Thomas Bryant was really great because – Thomas Bryant was really upset that he wasn't going to get enough playing time with the Lakers. So he went over to Denver. Not only is he going to get more playing time, he's going to play with a team that has a bright future. And they have one of the best home courts in the NBA. Teams do not want to go play in Denver. That's why you see so many times when you see like teams that sit players, it's against Denver on the second night of a back-to-back elevation. road trip. Yep, they don't want to play at that elevation. I was really, I was really impressed with uh, what Denver did, adding those pieces. And... Joker's playing out of his mind, just like uh, Giannis. But the West is hard for me to want to actually lay money on a short price because literally anybody could win it. Yep, I think that that's a good way of being able to take a look at that as well. And I think that there's a lot of people that have trepidation and taking a look at really the big three in the East. I think that there's a big two personally with the Celtics and the Bucks. The uh, Philadelphia 76ers have been able to fortify themselves really as that number three team. Is there anyone outside of those three teams that you could find a little bit of value on, whether that be in the futures market or perhaps a day-to-day perspective, because this is a team that I don't want any part of their futures on, but being able to bank on the New York Knicks, especially when they're on the road, it's been rather good because they've been 
quite pathetic at home, but on the road, it feels like when they get away from MSG, they're just fine. Yeah, I like betting the Knicks away from home because they're often undervalued because people think about when you go and you play the Knicks at Madison Square Garden, you always get the team's best effort. But now the Knicks, like, it's not like the Knicks are a bad team by any sense. And, and Jalen Brunson was probably one of the best uh, offseason additions for any team, in my personal opinion. But they're not at home. They're undervalued, and you get a chance to bet them. A team that I think we'll see a little bit more uh, out of is the 76ers. James Harden, you know, he struggled when he first came to, to, to Philadelphia. And struggled, that, I'm using that term loosely. I'm saying struggled for James Harden, you know, yeah. the, the, the MVP caliber player that he is. But he's quietly starting to put a pretty good run together and he's attacking, but he's also facilitating. And once this team gets finally like clicking and gelling and Joel, Joel Embiid's not always carrying that uh, injury designation, I think they're going to be a fun team to bet night in and night out. And one thing to pay attention to is James Harden's points are always sitting somewhere like 19 and a half at the open. And he's crushed this number in almost every single game uh, in the month of February. And I think you bring up such a good point as well. When the Philadelphia 76ers had some good moments in the playoffs last year, it was when James Harden was doing a good job of being able to dole out the ball, when he was able to get guys like a Tyrese Maxey, his shots as well. And I think that a good balance for the Philadelphia 76ers is going to be very important for them if they want to make some noise in the East End. What is always important for this show is a good balance as well. And Brad Thomas of NBC Sports Bet does a terrific job of being able to deliver that. We go from NBA to the EPL next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game winner ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sports fans, the football season has wrapped up and BetRivers Online Sportsbook is your place to be for basketball and hockey. BetRivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlay Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Get, and so much more. Check out BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Bank Network. Being rejoined by Brad Thomas, who does amazing work at NBC Sports Bet, where you were able to get him in person this week, which is always tremendous. And Brad, you do a great job with the NBA. You do a great job with the EPL. We're going to be talking in the next segment about another sport that you know and love very well in golf. But what have you just been making out of the EPL? Because we're going to be breaking down some games here in a minute. But you just take a look at the EPL. Right now, it's been really Man City and Arsenal that have been jockeying for one and two. Are there any teams that you've been taking a look at that might be teams that maybe aren't really worth taking a look at in the futures market? Because unlike most American sports, you're not going to be finding some sort of a playoff or anything like that. But any teams that have been really standing out to you that they've been able to provide a little bit of value from betting on them from a match-to-match perspective? Yeah, the EPL has been pretty interesting. Soccer as a whole has been pretty interesting because this is the first time that we've had the World Cup uh, in, in the winter because it was in yep. guitar, so they didn't want to have it during the summer. It was pretty uh, interesting. I, I talked about this uh, on your show before the World Cup that right around the World Cup time before and after, you should kind of be a little cautious because teams are going to play a lot different. Players are going to be checked out mentally or they're going to be very fatigued. We've seen that happen. And the good teams, normally the cream rises to the top. You could see that with Manchester City. Like Arsenal... This it's a tale as old as time where they kind of have these lofty expectations or they're in a very uh, vaulted place and they kind of fall back down to reality. And I don't want to say that as a negative thing for them this season because I actually think they're exceeding expectations, being tied for the lead at the top of the table. But Manchester City is just so much more deep. They're just better clinically, tactically. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting. From a match-to-match standpoint, I think we could start to see, look at teams like Liverpool, because if you look at the advanced numbers and expected goal marks, they're a team that were underperforming drastically. Like, the numbers told you that they should be much better than they are. 
Um, from a fade standpoint, I think it's time that we we start fading Fulham goals. Um, they have hit under, under, under in almost like so many games in a row. But for some reason, they keep hanging two and a half out there for plus money. Like I think that's something that you got to take a look at. Like they just played Nottingham Forest, right? Two teams that struggle to to find the back of the net. The game ended one nil. Uh, but you, but at the open, you could get under two and a half goals at plus one ten because everyone just naturally thinks Fulham. Uh, they have Mitrovic; they're going to score a ton of goals. They they play very high pace. But in soccer, especially in the Premier League, it's it's really it's really difficult to score. And you mentioned the the fact that Fulham has been going under so much. Right now, we're seeing their goal total of under two and a half. You're able to get it at a plus one ten right now in their match for Brighton. Is this something that you'd be taking a look at or? Is Brighton the team that you wouldn't be wanting to take this angle on? Uh, not against Brighton. Um, I just feel like stylistically it's going to be a tough, tough game for Fulham. Brighton under Roberto De Zerbi are one of the more aggressive and attacking-minded teams. It's funny, too, because year in and year out, they sell all their players uh, in the January transfer window, yet he continues to, not him, but their their, their system continues to to fit for players that just come in, plug and play. Guys like Matoma, he's playing absolutely brilliant football. That's probably a number I would, a game that I'd probably look at both teams to score. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it ended 1-0 uh, in favor of Brighton because Brighton, we call them the XG Warriors. They win just about every game on the XG. Doesn't matter if they <laughs> score the most goals. They could have an XG of like 3.5 and only score one goal but they're going to just keep coming, keep pressing, keep pushing. I think that they're just such an interesting team to take a look at to your point. And I mean, this is a team that you mentioned as well, Liverpool on the three-way line for their match on Saturday against Newcastle. You're able to find them at plus 175. Newcastle's right around plus 150 with the draw at two plus 255. How do you view this one? Because I know that we were talking a little bit off air and you were wanting to see what the Liverpool line was at because it seems like this is a team that you're starting to see them turn the corner a little bit. Yeah, so during our uh, NBC Sports Soccer Pub show, I talked about will Newcastle start to regress, right? There's no data points that say regression is coming. If you look at every single data point, you look at expected goals to actual goals, their expected goals is higher than actual goals, which means at some point they're going to actually start scoring more goals. Defensively, they're one of the best in the Premier League, but... When we talk about regression, it's not always a numbers thing. It's just thinking like out loud, talking true statements. Like if you're playing a game that's not golf, you want to score. You want to score. If you don't score, you're not going to win long term. So I actually think that regression is kind of set for them. I'm going to be on Liverpool draw no bet. And I wanted to check this line before I got on the show because I don't normally bet in bet soccer really early in the week. But this is the line that I got in probably around plus 108. It's always it's already down to plus 100. But I said this, and I'm going to say it again. Liverpool are due for some serious, serious positive regression. And with Newcastle, you know, they're, they're so stout defensively. They're going to press you. But they look a little lost without Bruno Girmesh, who's already been ruled out for this fixture. That focal point in the midfield is so important where if you are betting teams or fading teams, if they have a guy as talented as Bruno and he's out due to injury or, or suspension, you can pretty much fade them because they're not going to have that continuity in the middle of the field. And Liverpool, Liverpool are totally cool. And we don't say this often, but Liverpool are totally cool with getting pressed the entire game because 
if anybody saw the most brilliant sequence between Darwin Nunez and uh, Mohamed Salah against Everton, it shows you that this two, if they if they decide to bring Mohamed Salah back, could be a very, very special tandem. They can beat you on the break. That's what I'm talking about, which is one of the most deadly weapons against a team who's going to press the crap out of you the entire game. So I think Liverpool actually win this one, but I, I don't want to go and play the three-way money line because a point here is huge for Liverpool, but draw no bet gives me a little push protection. I think that that's so important as well, and being able to get that at plus money as well for the for the win slash draw, I think that that's just tremendous value, and I don't know if there's any value right now in taking a look at Man City from game to game because, as we know, they're just right up there. They are that team to beat right now in the EPL, and on the three-way number, they're minus 310 <laughs> against Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest is a plus 850. How would you be playing so, sort of a match like this with Man City, a team that is just a very demonstrative, a very big favorite, a team that is right there at the top of the standings in terms of the EPL, but I mean, they're, that's certainly priced in match to match like they are against Nottingham Forest. Yeah, so with this match, if anybody wants to say they're going to take Manchester City minus one and a half, I'm not going to stop you. I would just advise you to use a little bit of caution when betting this game and taking and having to, to pay vague, having to pay the juice, because Manchester City do have a midweek fixture for Champions League on the road against Leipzig, so they're going to have to travel and travel in back-to-back weeks. All they want is a win. Well, that's all they want. They want to get in, score, take their best players out like Erling Holland, Kevin De Bruyne, get some rest to those guys. So I'm betting Manchester City to win in under three and a half goals. It's plus 115. I'm getting plus money, which means anytime you get plus money, you have to win less often to be profitable. And I don't have to worry about any funky business. Yes, this could definitely be a game that Manchester City win 4-0 and I lose the bet. But Nottingham Forest, uh, as we've seen over their past 10 games, each game they've improved defensively. It's going to be hard for them to keep out Manchester City, especially uh, especially because they're not going to be going forward as much. But they're going to stay compact. They're going to probably sit like 9 or 10 behind the ball, and they're going to dare Manchester City to beat them. What that means from a betting perspective when you're betting the under is they're not going to be as stretched. So there's not going to be big pockets of space for Manchester City to move the ball around and to score as frequently. I think that that's such a good angle that you take a look at just – the back-to-back travel angle because I always take a look at it in terms of college basketball as well. These teams that hit the road, it's always very difficult. And got about 90 seconds here. Anything else that you're taking a look at for this week's EPL card? Yeah, I'm taking Marcus Rashford to score, and that's the match with Manchester United versus uh, Leicester City. United are, are playing pretty inspired football here, and Marcus Rashford has been a man possessed. When they got rid of Cristiano Ronaldo, it allowed him to grow his wings. He scored in seven of his last eight EPL matches. The fact that we're getting this at minus 105 is, feels almost unfair. It is so interesting to take a look at just being able to get these plus money odds, and I think that that is something that is so good with taking a look at soccer, another sport that I do in Major League Baseball, just taking a look at ways to be able to find big favorites, turn them into plus money bets, being able to take a look at the run line. That is something that is so beneficial with soccer, and it's sort of the leniency that you get with a money line sport. Money line sports are certainly different than what you're going to find with the NFL, betting on the spread, what you're going to find in the NBA as well, and live betting, obviously, with the NBA as well. It's something that you're able to do very well, but I always get fascinated by these, and Brad does a great job of bringing that to the table right here on the Greg Peterson Experience whenever he comes aboard, and something else that he does a great job of, plenty of plus money 
when it comes to this sport. That would be golf. We're going to be taking a look at this week's event with Brad Thomas of ABC Sports Bet next here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and the bets are moving on every single game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see all the changes in the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match up with the public opinion. You're able to check out not just today's action, but future events as well as betting splits. Another way that VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits page for every single game now at VSIN.com. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, being rejoined by Brad Thomas, who does amazing work over at NBC Sports Bet, taking a look at a wide variety of things. And my friend, it is the return of Tiger Woods, but I was saying this to you a little bit off air. It's a little bit of a bummer to see Tiger as diminished as he is. He's 130 to one to win this <laughs> tournament currently at DraftKings. And if you want to take a shot on him in the plus five at 25 to one, how do you just take a look at this tournament? And is this a time where Tiger might be able to make a little bit of charge, make some people some money or not? Because just taking a look at what we've been seeing the last few days, some of the lead up to this, Tiger just does not look like he's in very good shape at all. No, I'm I'm not going to be on Tiger Woods. Betting Tiger Woods just feels absolutely like the no offense to anybody, like the biggest sucker move. Like this is not Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods has a long way to go before being the guy that we're going to be like, oh, we're going to bet him. Maybe we bet him at Augusta. But at Riviera, this is not a course where you're just going to go out there and think you're going to have one bad leg, go up and down the elevation, and be a, a successful golfer. I'd actually prefer to fade him. Like, any tournament matchup that I can find with any of the guys who are, are great ball strikers, I'd probably fade him. Um, and then, listen, if you want to – I know there's boosts floating around for Tiger Woods to make the cut, and people say boosts are cursed. That would be one where everyone's going to say boosts are cursed. <laughs> Do not take that. Tiger Woods is going to struggle to make the cut. When we watched him during his practice round, he was struggling to walk around the course. He was using a, a, a golf club to propel him up. So – I'm excited for Tiger. He's probably using this tournament as a way to start getting some tournaments under his belt and boosting for the Masters. We're about a month away, and the Masters is a course that he can win even on a bad leg because it's so much of a mental and strategy game as much as a physical game uh, out there at Augusta. Your point for the crowd that says that boosts are a curse. Whether there was a boost on Tiger Woods or not, he's going to struggle in this tournament. Yes. The boost is not the reason <laughs> yeah. why. That We're just going to throw that out there right now in terms of this one. You can maybe say it on, like, I still remember it was Justin Herbert to throw, like, any oh sort of a God, touchdown yeah. at all. That one might be a little bit cursed. This one, not so much. This is not one that falls into the criteria. This is just a guy that has been don't deal with a lot. You just love the fact that he's been able to lead a little bit more of a normal life in general. Yes. But, I mean, it's just, it's a little bit rough. Let's take a look more towards the top of the board and. Where are some of the guys that you're taking a look at to be able to win this tournament, provide value in terms of the outright and the top five market? Yeah, so at the top of the board, I would say some of my favorite guys. If you want to talk about top five, let's just let's just call a spade a spade. John Rahm is probably the best bet out of anybody in the top five. He's the best golfer in the world. 
What's crazy is if you look at John Rahm's statistics from last week, right? John Rahm probably played C-plus golfer John Rahm. It was still better than 95% of the field. That is crazy that he is playing so bad for his standards, but he's still better than 95% of the guys out there. Uh, another one that I'd probably look at, I'd probably look at Justin Thomas or Victor Hovland in the top five range. The prices are just going to be, like, Victor Hovland's are like probably plus 500. Uh, Justin Thomas, I'd imagine, be plus, like, 290. They have great course history. At Riviera, it, it's such a tough course. It's not like your typical long course where guys just bomb and gouge. This is a tight, very, very tight course, uh, tree-lined uh, fairways. It, it, it hinges a lot of course history, and despite Victor Hovland's like, lack of success around the greens, he somehow plays this course very well. Same with Justin Thomas. I actually bet on Justin Thomas to win this tournament. Why? Because Not because he's an Alabama guy, roll tide, but because <laughs> if you look at Justin Thomas's game, he sneakily improved in the metrics and the key areas that everyone was like, like naysaying him on, like his putting, right? Justin Thomas is such an elite ball striker where his putting doesn't even need to be good. It just needs to be okay at best. But before last tournament, he was gaining a ton of strokes putting, which never happened, right? And then when I looked at him playing at Waste Management, I was really impressed because a lot of people want to talk about his Sunday run. Uh, yeah, the shooting in 64 was great. He wasn't on a lot of media coverage, so you, you had to kind of use a lot of shot tracker, which I did. It wasn't really like just out of nowhere, though. Like, if you watched that tournament, round one was not great. It, was, it wasn't bad. It was not great. But each tournament, every day, he gained more strokes on approach than the day before. And you could finally see, like, something coming together in his game where he looks like he's pinpoint. And that's what you kind of want to do when you're betting golf is, yeah, sure, you can bet the big names. Sure, I'm a, I'm a modeler. I'm a data guy. Sure, you can put these guys in these models and, and say they fit at this course. But you want to see guys who are getting hot at the right time. And that's Justin Thomas. He's getting hot at the right time, and he's building, building, building. If he doesn't explode here, he's going to explode soon, and I hope that I am on him when he does. Yeah, Justin Thomas, he's got the pedigree. He's been able to win a few majors in his time. I am right there with you. He was able to do a nice job of closing out last week, and I do think that he's going to be able to carry that moving forward. And is there maybe a few guys that are on the board that maybe you wouldn't be wanting to take a look at outright, but maybe more like a top 10, perhaps a little bit further down a top 20, they might be able to provide a little bit of more value down the board. Yeah, so I will say this, um, and you see me on the show talk about golf a lot, and I take a lot of value plays on golfers to finish in the placement market that I don't necessarily bet outright. This is an elevated event. There, The status, the money, the purse, everything is really high. It's going to be one of the strongest fields out there. I'm not taking a lot of guys who I don't think can win. So every single guy that I took in the top 20, top 30, top 40 market are guys I put put win 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 tickets on. And we'll start with the first guy, Adam Scott, top 30 plus 175. I stopped at plus 30 because Adam Scott, in his last five events, he's finished inside the top 30. Three of those top 30, two of those top 10s. But he knows this course so well. Over the last five events here, last five seasons, He's gained the most strokes out of anybody, right? He has multiple top 10 finishes here in the last five. Another guy who I really like and who I think everybody should be betting anytime this guy plays in California, that's Max Homa. I bet on him to win at plus 2,500. I bet on him top 20 at plus 120. He has top 10s here three years in a row. 
And why I said the California kid, I just kind of envisioned Max Homa, you know, flying uh, from Phoenix back to California, and he gets off the air. He gets off the aircraft, and he's got his headphones on. He's singing out loud. I'm going, going back, back to Cali by Notorious B.I.G. Why? Because he is absolute dynamite. Since 2021, he's won the Genesis, which is in California. He's won the Farmers Insurance this year, which is in California. And he also won the Fortnite tournament, which is in California. But it's not just playing in California that excites me about him. His game is just so wicked good. He's a great ball striker. He can roll the rock with his putter. And he has that killer instinct. If you look at golf tournament winners, the guys who aren't one-offs, the guys who are multiple winners on tour, they're guys who can get like absolutely scorching hot. And when they're chasing down someone on a leaderboard, that's when they're most deadly, and that's Max Homa. I'm really excited for him. I'm excited for him this season. I'm excited for him at the U.S. Open because it's going to be played in L.A. as well. But if he could pick up this win, we're going to get a terrible price at the U.S. Open. So if you want him for the U.S. Open, bet him now <laughs> because if he wins here, the price is going to stink. Oh, absolutely. And I do think that all these guys do provide a lot of value. And I've got to spring on you a little bit of a story myself because my producer, Jason Kahn, always sets up the interviews with you. And Jason does absolutely tremendous work. And you recall when you dropped your phone down an elevator shaft, right? Oh, my gosh. All yes. right. We're going to dive into this because <laughs> you were unable to join us for a week. Our producer, Jason, he thought, oh, no, we don't have Brad Thomas anymore. Did I do something <laughs> wrong or anything like that? I still remember coming into the studio one day, Jason was as excited as could be because he had a 50 to one Kyle Shanahan ticket to be able to win coach of the year. You would have sworn he was this excited. I was just there like, why are you so excited? Brad's phone fell down an elevator shaft. I did not get dumped and we're going to be having him back on the show. And I know why he was so excited because you always do great work. And here in the final minute, we got to ask you because you mentioned that one of your favorite guys, Justin Thomas, is an Alabama guy. How do you feel about Alabama moving forward, and do they deserve to be the number one team in college basketball right now? Oh, my goodness. That Alabama team is, yes, they're the best team in the country. Uh, they lost on the road. That was their first SEC loss. They're long. They, I think Miller will play a better game than he did. They're well coached. I just want to say this. As an Alabama guy, we could talk about, what, 2008, 2003, the last time they were the yeah. number one team. You know, Great. We talk about that, but year in, year out, I'm never like this excited. I actually placed a bet uh, a week or two ago where I bet on Alabama to win the NCAA tournament and Alabama to win the national championship in college football. Nice. I put some Big Mac money on it, but it pays really <laughs> nice. That is going to be really nice, and it could happen. Alabama's going to be back in football. They have a great team this year. Not as good as you joining me every week, Brad. I always do appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me. Man, thanks for having me. It is a pleasure to meet you too, man. Great to have Brad Thomas in studio. And coming up next, we wrap up the Greg Beers experience with my DK Nation pick for college basketball on Thursday here on Visa, the Sports Bay Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? 
Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free for a betting edge on the NBA, the NHL, or college basketball, the VEASAN experts have got you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN shows and guests, tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down Brackets, bets, bets, daily props, and so much more. Do not miss out on this limited time offer. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe today for just $9.99. That is vsin.com slash subscribe. We're back here for the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience here on vsin, the Sports Bank Network. Final segment for today. I will be back with you guys. Same bat time, same bat place tomorrow as well. But it was great to get Brad Thomas aboard. If you miss anything that he was giving out, vsin.com slash picks for all of that. He gave out... Some good stuff in terms of the EPL, golf. We were taking a look at the NBA Futures Board with them, so no shortage there. And a little bit of a programming note that coming up at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, so after the replay of the Greg Peterson Experience, which if you're listening live, that's coming up next. It's going to be Follow the Money with the uh, 
with the uh, just one of the best name, I guess you'd call it cast, you're ever going to find. Stormy Bonantoni along with Sean King. You've got a King and you've got Stormy, which is absolutely tremendous. I know that they're doing a great job filling in for Mitch Moss and Paul Howard, who are who are going through some very, very good vacation time. They deserve it. They put in great work all throughout the NFL season. And I know that they had a little bit of a debate over Bloody Marys. And I tell you right now, I'm certainly much more of a beer guy than a Bloody Mary guy. I'm going to be disowned by my home state of Wisconsin, but I, I'm right there with Stormy, I think it was, in that you love all the toppings with like getting a sandwich or something like that with your Bloody Mary, but... Uh, not a drink for me. So I'm sorry about that. But what is for me is some college basketball. We've got to get you guys some money on this Thursday of college basketball action. And we're going to go all back out to the Pac-12. Hopefully cashing on this total is not going to be as sweaty as the Washington versus Oregon game was. Somehow, some way that under hit, despite the fact that the game went to overtime and took probably five years off my lifespan. But with that said, we go to 825-826 on the board. It is Utah on the road facing off against Arizona. Arizona is a 10-point favorite. Your total on this game has dropped a little bit. Open up at 147.5. Now we're finding an anywhere between 146.5 and 147. That's all the more reason to like this. My write-up here is on the over. I felt like this total should have been north of 150. I saw my total out of 151. I have an Arizona team that ranks 24th in the country in terms of total possessions per game, and it's an offense that has been able to fire on all cylinders. They're a top 15 team in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, and they've got one of the most unique tools that you're going to find. Revenge on their side, because these two teams hooked up on December 1st in that game. Arizona, well, they did not have a good run of it. 81-66, to they lost that game while going 4 of 26 from three-point range. This is an Arizona team that... Overall, they rank 42nd in the country in terms of three-point shooting percentage. I certainly think that they're going to be a little bit warmer from three-point range in this one. And Utah is a very good outside shooting defense. They are allowing opponents to shoot only about for the year 25.8% from three-point range in a roadside shoot record environment. I just foresee that drying up quite a bit. I think that they're going to be on the wrong side of variance. I've been taking a look at this Utah team all season long. The uh, Just what you see from this defense doesn't necessarily match up with the numbers themselves. They've been getting a little bit lucky with this regard. It is a Utah team as 10th of the country in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis. And they're a rock-solid team. They do have someone like a Brayden Carlson who's able to give you 16.5 points, 7.5 boards. At 7 feet tall, he's able to pop in from three-part range. Guys like a Gabe Madsen giving you 12 points. Shooting nearly 40% for three. Raleigh Worcester doing a good job. Nine points, five assists. Nice on-ball defender. I mean, these guys are rock solid, but for Arizona, they're going to be able to eat them live down low with Umar Ballo along with Azula Sabellas. A pair of guys that both give you at least 8.8 rebounds per game. They combine for 35.5 points per game. Tabellas, he's going to be playing in the NBA one game. Guy with size that's able to shoot 39% from three-point range. Such a good asset for this team. Ballo does a good job of being able to give you some shot blocks as well between the two of them. Right around two and a half blocks per game. And then you've got Kirk Carissa, coupled with Courtney Ramey, both giving between 10.5 and 11 points per game. They're combining to shoot about 38% from three. And I do like that Arizona has gone back to, in a lot of recent games, bringing Pele Larset in off the bench. He was a former Pac-12 Sixth Man Award winner. That's really where he's most naturally comfortable with. And it's been a really good blend 
for this Arizona team. I do think that Arizona should be able to cover this spread. I set them as an 11-point favorite, so won't delay the 10 with them. Right up here, though, it is going to be on this total. You've got an Arizona team that is playing at warp speed. Heck, the last time these two teams played, Arizona scored 66 points, and on this current number of between 146.5 and 147, it would have gone over the 146.5, and would have been a push on 147. I think that you're going to get a similarly high-scoring game with Arizona coming in, having scored at least 79 points in each of their last five games. So right up here, it's going to be on the over, and I'm going to be willing to lay the number with Arizona as well. Let's go a little bit closer to the top of the board in this one because we do have a lot of great action. We've got a lot of mid-major action that is going to be going down for this college basketball Thursday as well. But this is a game that stands out to me a little bit because we do have a bunch I think is quite a bit undervalued. 797-798 on the betting board. Southeast Missouri State is going to be playing us to Eastern Illinois. Eastern Illinois is anywhere between an 8.5 to a 9-point underdog with your total 149.5. Last time these two teams hooked up, Southeastern Missouri State a few weeks ago went on the road. They took down Eastern Illinois. And for Eastern Illinois, I still think that their numbers are being quite a bit propped up by the fact that they were able to knock off Iowa in the non-conference portion of the season, a game in which Iowa was just really sorting out some things with the Chris Murray injury. I said Southeast Missouri State as a 13-point favorite. I'm going to be willing to lay the number. They have a deal with a little bit of an injury to their main rebounder in Kobe Clark, but they've been able to do a good job of mixing and matching. And then you've got a pair of guys in Chris Harris along Philip Russell who are able to give you 33 points per game. They both shoot it well from three-point range for a Southeast Missouri State team that plays at warp speed. They're in the top 30 nationally in terms of total possessions per game. And they go up against an Eastern Illinois team that they're just one of the most pathetic offenses that you're going to find in all of college basketball. They turn the ball over nearly 15 times per game. Keenan Hodges is the only guy that's able to give you double figures. It's a bunch that doesn't have a single guy that gives you north of 4.2 rebounds per game. So the rebounding woes that you're currently going through with Southeast Missouri State dealing with that injury to Clark, guess what? They're not going to be popping up in this one. And Eastern Illinois, in terms of points scored on a per-possession basis, 321st in all of college basketball. They shoot sub-34% from three-point range. They shoot 62.5% at the free-throw line. That is a big, giant issue, especially when you're not really playing well on defense either. Eastern Illinois, 259th in the country. It turns points a lot on a per-possession basis. Last time these two teams played, Southeast Missouri State was able to get a very comfortable win. There's really no reason to think otherwise, and you had Clark out of the fold in that first game as well. So it's not like they've got a situation where it was like Clark had 15 rebounds for the first time around, and now you've got the revenge matchup for Eastern Illinois or anything like that. Not the case at all. I do think that Southeast Missouri State is going to be able to get their offense flowing. It's been a squad that, other than that game against Morehead State, Morehead State by far the slowest team in the Ohio Valley Conference. This team has been able to put up points at will. It's a squad that has been able to get to at least 79 points and now five out of their last seven games. And, well, they've been certainly giving up the points as well. They have given up at least 75 points in all but one of those games as well. So, bit of an issue there. But last time these two teams hooked up, it was a 79-68 to triumph for Southeast Missouri State on the road. They were able to get in that game Josh Early to be able to give you about eight rebounds in that game. He's overall for the season averaging seven and a half points, four and a half rebounds per game. He's done a good job of being able to fill in for Clark in the meantime. So a situation which I'm going to be taking a look at Southeast Missouri State in this spot. Did somebody total 149? I just don't know if Eastern Illinois is going to be a hold up there into the bargain. It's been a very light scoring team all season long. So taking a look at the 149 and a half under and I'm taking a look at Southeast Missouri State and We've got about 
a minute left to give you guys one more. How about if we go to the extra game on the board? Three of six, five, fifty-nine, three of six, five, sixty. This is going to be the earliest game for your college basketball Thursday, as you've got St. Francis of New York playing host to St. Francis of Pennsylvania. And the Battle of St. Francis, the one from New York, is currently the one-point favorite, and I think that they should be closer to a two-point favorite. Both of these teams heading in opposite directions with regards to their defense. For St. Francis of Pennsylvania, they rank outside the top 320 in terms of points a lot on a per-possession basis. St. Francis of Pennsylvania, they rank, or St. Francis of New York, I should say, they rank more around 140th. They've been one of the best under teams in all of college basketball. St. Francis of New York has been, I did set my total 136, so I'm going to let this line marinate in the AM. I'm seeing quite a few 136 halves, 137, so want to go under in this spot if we do reach at north of 136 mark, and I'm willing to take St. Francis of New York, and that leads us into our pro tip for hour number three, vsan.com slash subscribe. You're able to sort these by show and by sport, and Brad Thomas brought it up. When taking a look at the derivative market in terms of golf futures, top 10s, top 20s, what have you, bet on guys that you actually think can win the tournament. Sounds simple, but it's good advice, and good advice is taking a listen to follow the money at 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern with Stormy Bonitoni and Sean King right here on Vsan, the Sports Bank Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com compatibility.